what if I told you you could create all of your content for the week in a single day or half a day so that you didn't have to worry about it at all and you could spend every other day of the week doing what you love most, streaming. Or, who knows? I don't know. Y'all freaky. You're probably doing something weird. That's fine. We're with it. Well, in today's episode, I'm going to tell you exactly how to do that. Let's get started. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here with me today because today we're going to do something a little bit different. As usual, this is a companion podcast episode along with a YouTube video that just released earlier today where I actually take you a day in my life into my Sundays, which is my content production day. So today, what I want to do in this podcast episode is give you the checklist of what I do on my Sundays, everything that I do to make sure that I create all of the content that I need to create for the week. So that way, all of the other days of the week, I don't have to worry about this stuff. I create it all, I schedule it, and it makes my life so much easier because I'm able to have a presence on all of these platforms without having to actively be creating content all the time. Now this checklist is gonna change depending on you, how much time you have to spend on a production day like this, and depending on you know what your goals are and what kind of content you create. So there's a lot of variety that can come with this podcast or with this strategy, but I want you to know that this strategy exists because diversification is so important in the content creation space now. And the last thing that you need to be doing is like splitting your attention constantly every single day of the week or feeling like you just can't keep up with everything that you're trying to create. So instead of trying to edit YouTube videos and film YouTube videos and making YouTube your life every single day, sometimes it's better to take like a half day on a weekend and just dedicate all of that half day to your YouTube production or your Instagram posts or podcasts or whatever it is that you create so that you can get that stuff finished and scheduled ahead of time so that you have some like pre-promotion and promotion stuff that you can do for it and also just to free up your mental space because we don't want to feel like we are constantly trying to catch up with our content. We want to feel like we are in control of it and we actually get things done on time. Otherwise, we're going to feel constantly overwhelmed. We're going to feel like we're constantly playing catch up and if you're constantly playing catch up, that is a huge, huge, huge path to burnout. So you want to be aware of that. We don't want to burn out. We want to protect ourselves by doing things in a more strategic and organized way. And that is why I'm a huge advocate of having a day a week where you create all of your produced content so you don't have to worry about it. So the way that I do this is I actually start around noon. Around noon, I'll look at all of my analytics for Instagram, my podcast, my YouTube channel, and my Twitter account and see what worked and what didn't. And I feel like this is such an important part of the process because a lot of people forget in their content creation journey that you want to be improving as a creator right? We need to do more of the stuff that works and less of the stuff that doesn't work. If you're constantly just doing the same stuff over and over and you're not paying attention to the analytics and using them to determine what is good and what is not good, 
then you're just doing the, you're making the same mistakes over and over and your audience doesn't see you grow and improve. And that's actually not going to be interesting for them to watch and for them to show up to over and over. So you wanna make sure that you're improving as a creator by doing less of the stuff that doesn't work and more of the stuff that does. And that's why you need to have reflection time planned into your content production process. Usually I will do this, like lately I've been doing it Saturday nights because I wasn't able to actually get all of my content finished on Sundays if I was also like planning stuff out. So now I have actually separated this out to be Saturday Saturday nights, but if you have the time, you can just do all of your planning and look at your analytics and have your reflection time on your production day as well. That's totally fine if you have the space for that. So I look at the analytics, I check out what worked and what didn't, and I throw out the stuff that didn't work and I focus on the stuff that did. So I wanna make more of those pieces, right? Then I plan out all of the content. This means that I'm getting on Trello and I'm using a couple of cards in my YouTube videos Trello board and I come up with two video ideas because I release two videos a week, one on Tuesday and one on Friday. These usually come out around like 2 to 3 p.m. or so. I start with YouTube because YouTube kind of informs everything else. YouTube is just, the content is so heavy and it's so much that I can turn a YouTube video into a podcast episode and two Instagram posts and seven tweets for the week and uh, IG Reels or IGTV as well. So that's usually why I start with YouTube. Then I plan out my two Instagram posts. So I have a post that goes with you every youtube video that i create now and i have a podcast episode that comes out with the tuesday video that goes out so whichever uh topic of the tuesday video is whatever topic the tuesday video is i'll also make a podcast that kind of goes along with that topic so that's how i decide like what content to cover otherwise i'm trying to create lots of individual pieces of content that just don't work together and when you're doing that it's going to be really difficult for you to come up with enough topics consistently to keep your content fresh and interesting for people i mean if you've been a content creator for a a decent amount of time you know how difficult it can be to come up with variety within your brand and still stay within like your specific niche And so that's why it's so important for me that I make sure that all of my stuff is cohesive and that it builds off of itself. So I have the YouTube videos as like, that's the center point of everything, but we've got a podcast that branches off of that and Instagram posts that branch off of that because it just makes everything appear more cohesive and I actually have to think of less topics. So it's easier on me as a creator. So we plan out the two YouTube videos, we plan out the Instagram post that goes with each video, we plan out the podcast that goes hand in hand with the Tuesday video, and then uh, the tweets we actually don't plan out, we leave those for later. At that point, I've got all of my planning done. Now it's the actual production time. So then I will create the two YouTube videos. I'll sit down, uh, they'll already be scripted from the planning that I had just done. And so I'll just sit down and film two videos in a row. Now I can batch film because I've been doing YouTube for so long, but if you're a new YouTuber, I really don't recommend that you batch film your stuff. I think that you should create one video at a time, release the video, get feedback on it, 
improve 1% with the next one, and then do that over and over until you get to a level where you feel you truly are starting to understand YouTube. And at that point, that's whenever you can start to batch film. But if you start to batch film at the very beginning of your YouTube journey, it can actually work against you because let's say you film like four videos, you have a video that's coming out every single week, and so you want to film a month of your YouTube content in one day. Well, the problem with this is that you're going to make the same mistake in every single video, whether that's a lighting mistake or a sound mistake or an intro mistake or you hate the way that you looked or something whatever mistakes you made will be repeated multiple times and those newbie mistakes are so freaking obvious and so the last thing that you want to do is have these mistakes that are so obvious repeated in multiple videos because people will come by watch a video be like yikes maybe they're going to be good for the next one, watch another one, and then it's the same yikes. And so they'll feel like you're not actively watching your stuff and you're not actively improving and they'll take you less seriously. So you want to make sure that you are not batching if you are a new YouTuber, but if you are experienced, you can definitely do it. And it's a great way to save some time, which is why I will uh, batch record my videos. Um, depending on how far ahead I am in my schedule. Right now I'm two weeks ahead in YouTube videos, so I've got four videos that have already been filmed, so I don't have to worry too much about um, like batch filming or doing anything like that because I'm so far ahead. But at one point I was filming three or four videos on Sunday for a couple of Sundays in a row just to get myself ahead, and that's you know something that's available to me because I am experienced. So. Film the two YouTube videos, then next we're going to film the podcast, which, oh, that is what we're doing now, so this is super meta to talk about. <laughs> so film the podcast after that, um, and at that point, my throat is usually a little bit sore and tired because, I, I mean, there's so much production, like filming two videos and then filming a podcast episode at, right after each other is quite a lot of strain for my voice. So after that, I will do the work that doesn't require me to talk at all, which is I'll plan out my two Instagram posts and I'll plan out my tweets. For the podcast, it's super simple. I just use Audacity and I record uh, in Audacity, I guess, and then I upload it to the podcast platform and I schedule it immediately after. For the Instagram posts, I use canva.com to plan out those and of course I make sure that they coincide with the two YouTube videos that I have created and these are educational like carousel posts that I'll do because those are really great just to um, get a ton of saves. I notice people on Instagram really love saving those posts so I like to do those with the YouTube videos. I'll also do a couple of other Instagram posts during the week so one will be a selfie where I just ask people like how they are and what's up. That one tends to get a lot of comments, so that's a high engagement post for me. And then I'll usually try to do another one that is either like an inspirational tweet that I had that week, or if there was another piece of content that just performed really well, I'll put it over on Instagram and kind of gauge what type of content works on Instagram in addition to what works on Twitter, right? So I try to find like the intersection between both of those things. Those are a couple of like experimental posts that I'll do just in between those educational carousels to keep the content up and to figure out what my audience likes and what they don't like. 
then after we make the Instagram posts, that's whenever we uh, schedule them. I use that. Oh, I use uh, later.com in order to schedule my Instagram posts. That works perfectly well for me. They also have really great analytics over there. I think I pay for the like $20 a month Instagram package plan that they have. And then after I am completely finished with that, that's whenever I will schedule out every single tweet. For my tweets, I'll look through uh, Pinterest, I'll look through my content for the week. If I felt like I really had a good quote from a YouTube video, then I'll turn that into a tweet. If I have something that's been on my mind, I'll turn that into a tweet. And I try to stay within a realm of like three to four different topics. So for my Twitter specifically, I of course talk about streaming and I give streaming advice, but I also like to do uh, entrepreneurship advice as well. So I talk a little bit about making money and business. I also like to really empower women, so I try to speak sometimes from the perspective of a woman founder, a woman CEO, and inspire more women to take up that role within their lives because there should be more women founders and CEOs, okay? Like, if you can't see it, you can't be it, baby. You are seeing it right now. I'm doing it. You can do it too, mommy. I promise you. And those are the topics uh, that I tend to stay in within the Twitter space. After I have done all of that, then my content day is done. Now this is a very full day for me, I'm not gonna lie y'all, like this is a long period of time and it's quite a lot. Um, by the end of the day, I'm usually like so tired, there is so much that I've done, my throat is sore. But the good news is that I'm completely finished for the week. I don't have to worry about any of those things. I send my footage off to my editor and I upload my podcast and I plan out the Instagram posts. I schedule all the Instagram posts and the tweets and I literally don't worry about anything. I wouldn't have to get on Instagram or Twitter or the podcast or anything else if I didn't want to. And sometimes I don't. There are days where I don't get on Twitter at all, but I still get engagement because I'm scheduling stuff. Now, if you are smaller though, and you're trying to increase your audience, responding on these platforms is really important. So something else that I do try to do is I will schedule time to respond to comments into every single day. I'll usually respond to comments the first thing whenever I sit down at my computer, which is usually like 11 a.m. I'll sit down and the first hour is responding to emails, responding to Discord DMs, responding to Instagram comments, YouTube comments, and comments on Twitter. And if I have the additional time, I'll just like hang out in Discord servers a little bit while I'm doing all of those things and try to be like talking to lots of different people all over the place. But the last thing that you want to do is feel like you have to be constantly active on uh, and responding to comments on every single platform that you create on. Like I promise you that's going to make you feel so tired. It's going to make you feel so overwhelmed. You do not want to hold yourself accountable to responding to every single comment everywhere. It's just, it's too much. It's too much to for one person to manage. Even if you are a small creator, you're creating on multiple different places. That can be a lot to keep up with. So I try to only respond within a set period of time so that way I can stay productive and I can stay focused as opposed to being reactive. I want to be proactive, right? I want to be creating my stuff and that's what I tend to focus on is that proactivity instead of responding and reactivity. Okay, 
that is the general overview. That's how I fit everything into my Sundays. It is not easy, I will say. Like, there are some days where it's a little bit much, but this could be something that you do that could be helpful for you if you are a streamer and you also want to start getting more into YouTube or podcasting or you just want to do better on social media. This is a this is the best way I've found in seven years to do all of this stuff, y'all. I promise you, like, reflection time, production time, so good. Both of those, so good. Schedule, it's reflect, produce, schedule, and then you're done. It's like a set it and forget it. It's so, so, so helpful. So I highly encourage you to try it out for yourself. Maybe you spend like a half day if you don't have as many platforms or as much content as you're making. That's nice. Uh, and get it done. It's a really easy way to do it. So I appreciate you so much. Make sure that you subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And don't forget to watch the YouTube video where I actually show you my Sunday so that you can see visually more of what this looks like. I hope this was helpful. I'll see you all in the next one. Bye!